Hello everyone, my name is Alexis Milligan from Bunamakwadi, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and welcome to Finding Creativity. Today marks the final episode in Season 1 of the Finding Creativity podcast. As a way of wrapping up, I have invited my co-producer, Ian Sherwood, to join me to reflect on what we have learned over the past six months and whether our own perceptions of creativity have changed in that time. We'll share some of our favourite moments from past episodes and we'll also dream together for the future and hopefully Season 2. So today, Ian and I are on a quest to see if we can find creativity in season one. Sometimes I do. When I'm actively listening, I'm kind of like... <laughs> You're going to just rest mode. Rest mode, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, everyone, as you can tell, uh, today I am joined with my friend and colleague, Ian Sherwood. Uh, hello, Ian. Thank you for joining me here today. Hello, Alexis. It's so great to be with you today. I mean, I'm with you every time every... we do one of these. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit different because it's just the two of us. And uh, this is a, a, a really exciting opportunity, I think, to reflect back on what the last six months has been in producing uh, this podcast together and putting it out into the universe. It's been a a really kind of eye-opening journey, and I'm really glad that we have an opportunity to kind of unpack it a little bit, reflect on what we've learned, where we, you know, things, and uh, looking forward to the future, where we want to go from here. It's been so interesting. I mean, when you asked me to be a part of this, I was like, oh, you know, creativity. I mean, I, mm. I we both live in the sphere of creativity. Mm-hmm. We, I mm-hmm. think we both have similar upbringings in that we did a lot of creative things. Mm-hmm. We make our living in a creative mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we're not the best people to be asking the questions <laughs> that you ask. In the, and so right. I was like, oh, wow, we'll look at yeah. this from a very different perspective. So yeah. Uh, yeah, right away I was sold. I'm like, yeah, this is super interesting to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to unpack today? Well, you know, I mean, you you already mentioned we had a lot of really great conversations with yeah. a lot of really amazing people. Yeah. Um, I think looking back on these conversations, it's worth kind of doing a little postmortem and yes. saying, hey, listen, what have we learned? Yes. And what do we think moving forward uh, we could we could do differently if we had a second season, yeah, for example. Yeah, for example. So um, I know you've got some things you want to talk mm-hmm, about. I have mm-hmm. some things definitely that have been uh, that were brought to mind listening yep. to these amazing conversations. One, yep. uh, congratulations on being such an incredible host. Oh. I've known you for years, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, wow, Alexis, this is you've got a whole other career here. Well, thanks. Um, <laughs> but when you came to me with the concept of finding creativity. Mm. Um, I'm just going to put this to you. Uh, right. Where did the genesis of this come from for you? Like when you came to me and you said, I'm going to do a podcast about finding creativity in unusual places. Yep. Why did you have that thought? Well, that's, it was a, a bunch of things coming together kind of serendipitously all at the same time. And as I recall, actually, you were the one who backed the idea in terms of the title. And really, I think it was a lot of our conversations about what would it be like to ask this question and try to see where we could find creativity in places that we don't expect it 
or at least where we think it might not exist. So I joined the Atlantic Center for Creativity. I was invited by Mary Blatherwick, who is a guest on this uh, podcast in this season. And uh, this was back in like 2016. I was invited to give a presentation at a conference. I've been working in communications and looking at whole body communications and whole person communications for a long time. And that relationship between how we see ourselves and how we relate to each other. So I was working with her, with the ACC, and I started to actually sort of have this realization that as an artist and someone who comes from an arts, uh, primarily an arts background, that I sort of have this idea of creativity being arts focused, Mm -hmm. that creativity is kind of exclusive to the world of the arts Mm -hmm. and that there isn't this, um, you know, where, when we talk about creative thinking, Uh, Suddenly on the ACC, I was working with researchers and academics. I was working with people in education and in science. And my dad's a scientist. And so often at the table, there would be many conversations. My mom being an arts administrator, my dad being a scientist, we had the dinner table was constantly an exchange of arts and science. And so it was during my master's, which I was doing over the pandemic, that I started to really kind of unpack this idea. And then my lovely friend and colleague um, on another committee I sit with on uh, called the Canadian Network for Imagination Creativity, Stan Baines, he and I presented at a conference, an online conference together in 2021. And he presented finding creativity in the bottom of a mop bucket. Mm -hmm. And he was... A revelation. Mm. And the way that Stan, who was our first guest on this podcast, um, uh, just really unpacked the idea of what it actually means to look down, and he says this in his episode, to look down in that bucket of dirty water and see something else Mm. and see what you could do with everything that is beyond that container. And he talks about it as a container, Mm. as a box, you know, as a bucket. And there's this dirty water in it. Do you see the dirty water? Do you see beyond it? And that really kind of, I was like, this, this we have to uncover because Stan is certainly not alone. I am not alone in my limited idea at the time of what creativity even is. And so that, that really prompted me to say, what is going on? And also on these committees that I sit on, I'm working with a lot of really interesting researchers. I wanted to get to know their work a little bit better, but then I realized they're doing amazing work in their fields. I'm thrilled to have them on as guests, but I'm also, I think, more interested in talking to the people who one might assume creativity doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. like Stan, who works in janitorial services. Right, yeah. So in the idea of, like, where is it, where isn't it? Where Mm -hmm. do we think it isn't? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's at the bottom of a mop bucket, in fact. Yeah. You know? So that's it. You know, I'm glad that you brought up Stan because it's hard It's hard to pick a favorite, yeah. obviously. I mean, we had so many amazing <laughs> yeah. guests yeah. and such rich conversations yes. too. But I, I mean, I love, you chose Stan as our first guest and I, and I, and I think he was just in a, a magnificent way to start the whole conversation yeah. of finding creativity. Um, and uh, so I ask this of you mm. too. So, I mean, why do you think people don't consider themselves to be creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is sort of the crux of, mm-hmm. that's sort of like part B of, yep. of our conversations that we yep. have with people. 
um, where did that come from? Like, why is creativity considered to be this elusive thing to some people? Well, I have to say, I think Mary talks about this in episode four about our education system, about this um, industrial idea mm-hmm. um, that uh, when it was, you know, this idea, the we had workers that needed to get out. We needed product. We needed manufacturing. We got to this place where learning became about the one right answer. And the one right answer means that there's nothing available to think any differently. And so we create a fear boundary. We create mm. a sense of being afraid of anything that isn't the one right answer. I'm yeah. watching it with my son in grade 12 <laughs> going, I, yeah. I don't want to fail and not graduate because yeah. I'm not getting the answer right. And then, you know, sort of getting reprimanded uh, if he's doing any sort of extra explaining of why he might have come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he can talk himself out of anything. <laughs> But it was just watching that manifest itself and then knowing that we really have this fear. I think something which will be a question I ask you in a couple of minutes is this idea of the arts kind of being gatekeepers or exclusive protectors of creativity. Yeah. But we'll talk about that in a second. And But I think that this one right answer, this this getting locked into an idea of what it is as opposed to it actually being a way that we function as humans. We did not create tools without creativity, the word creation, right? Mm -hmm. All of those things. We did not come up with new ideas on how to survive cold winters, (laughs) right? We had, there is no one right answer. It's just, we have to find a way to stay warm. And then these end up being sort of better answers than those answers, but we still have to keep thinking and we still are thinking about how we develop and how we, you know, where we need this in climate change recently. We need this. We need to think of new ideas. But because we've got this limitation, I think it's that when we get to outside of school after graduation, when we get into that kind of real world, suddenly we either freeze and feel stuck Or there might be some of those individuals who can start to see themselves outside. So like Stan, right? Mm -hmm. That I see myself outside of this one right answer that I did this in university, therefore I have to go do this job, right? Like, so the, yeah. the, how you actually see yourself in the world, how you see others and how you relate to the work that you're doing. I really think the boundary of fear is embedded at a very early age. Mm-hmm. And that there, if there isn't the one right answer, there's no other way of thinking about it. And I think that bumping up against the idea that the arts are kind of exclusive to creativity, I think mm-hmm. that's another limitation. So maybe that's where I toss this back to you mm-hmm. uh, because this has been a big um, piece. And it was interesting that Angus brought this up in episode three about a creative you know, it, the stereotype image in his mind is the person with the long hair and the Birkenstocks walking along the side, you know, the ocean collecting driftwood to make some sort of right. temporary piece. Right. And that's what a creative looks like. Mm-hmm. So what do you think in terms of those stereotype perceptions of what creativity might be? What, what is that relationship between the arts and creativity? You know, it is, it's so, I mean, this is an interesting conversation and it's so, 
almost impossible to unpack. I, I think that, you know, going back to what Mary had mentioned that, you know, during the Industrial Revolution, especially even before then, like mm. we were really we were really tied down to finding a yes or no answer, black and white. This yeah. is the answer. This is not the answer. It was survival, right? And I think if you go even farther back in human history, the idea of creativity was always creativity was always there, but mm. actually saying this is creative and this isn't um, didn't really exist. It's only until modern times that we started saying this is what a creation is and this is mm -hmm. what creativity is and this mm. is what it isn't. And then I think over time, it just became siloed the way so many things have become siloed yes. and as opposed to just a very well-rounded uh, way of thinking about existence. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to get too into the weeds yep. on this, but yep. I mean, that is sort of the point of the podcast. But I love, and I also talk about Angus, because yeah. I think Angus had a really interesting way of looking at this as well, where he said something to the effect of uh, maybe creativity needs to be thought of as something different than just what makes an artistic project or yes. product. Yeah. And um, so... I, I think so many of us kind of consider creativity to be the painting, yeah. to be the dance piece, to mm -hmm. be the theatrical production. The result of something. The result, yeah. yeah the song, the yeah. whatever. And really creativity, I think, to me, comes from problem solving mm -hmm. like at, at its core. Mm -hmm. Like finding an answer to something requires creativity and either you've you're given the answer or mm -hmm. you're given the equation that will provide you with the answer that's one way mm -hmm. but there's also just problems in life that you just need to find answers to and it could be anything they could be relationship problems mm -hmm. they could be um you know uh, there's no one available to fix my roof but there's water gushing in i need to find a solution right. like uh, things like this mm. call for creativity mm -hmm. and in a way that maybe we don't necessarily in the moment are going to say, oh, I need to put on my artistic cap and figure out how to, you know, keep this water from flooding mm -hmm. my basement. You know, it's like literally just being creative in the moment. That reminds me of Daytuan in episode two. It was really about seizing the moment. And that, that was <laughs> right. his whole, yeah. you know, the, the, everything about what his concept of creativity is, is a mindset. Mm -hmm. It's being able to kind of jump into action and being able to grab the moment as it's, as it's in front of yeah. you and run with it. And yeah. I think the way that, that he talked about, you know, I don't know what's going to happen on the other side, but like you say, I have this problem. He needed, you know, uh, people to come in for his Saturday academies and he saw the drummer across the street That's right, and yeah. he just was like, I need you. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> can you, you want to come? Do you, can you come and do this? And then yeah. all of a sudden it ends up being like this hugely popular course. Right, so there yeah. is something about that, that freedom of saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the result will be, mm -hmm. but I have to seize this moment. I have to try. Yeah. And where do you think, um, coming back again a little bit to this fear piece, mm -hmm. I have to try something. What do you think are some of those barriers when people might not feel like they can be creative? Oh, uh, yeah, you caught me off guard with that I one. Know. I don't, you know, I really don't know, except it's so easy just to kind of blame society and say, yeah. well, we're not brought up to consider them. Like certain people yeah. aren't given yeah, yeah. the label of being creative from a very early age. It could be as simple as that. And also I just believe that society, human nature, it takes all kinds. And mm -hmm. there are some people that 
it is outside their comfort zone to think in a certain way, Mm -hmm. to do things that are what you and I might consider to be very normal and Mm -hmm. natural and, Mm -hmm. and fun even someone else, it might be terrifying. And, and that's, I, I I would never want to judge someone for saying I am perfectly fine and perfectly comfortable not making these decisions and not having to figure that kind of stuff out because it does take all kinds. And to say that maybe there is some kind of nurtured uh, aspect of society that is creating people like that, mm-hmm. I'm not sure there is. I mm-hmm. think I think creativity can be taught. Yep. I, I think that you can learn to be as creative and fulfilled in whatever level of creativity mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. That can be figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, but to uh, to just say that you know if you don't consider getting up on a stage and and playing a character in front of an audience to be fun, then there's something wrong with you. I know that that wasn't your question. I know that's what you're asking. But I'm like, to take it to an extreme, I don't necessarily think that that is the case. I think there are people that are completely happy to to not do that and leave Mm -hmm. that to someone else. Mm -hmm. And their creativity lies in another aspect. Mm -hmm. So the fact that there is fear in certain kind of what we would call creative endeavors. Yes. I think m- might be as much just the natural makeup of humanity mm-hmm. as it is. Mm-hmm. You, it could be self-preservation in some way, mm-hmm. as it is more of a, a a nurtured thing of like I was told in grade four that my coloring outside of the lines was bad, Unacceptable. and yeah. so then I've considered <laughs> myself to be non-creative ever since, yeah. and now I find it really right. terrifying to speak publicly. I mean, I don't yeah, know if yeah, that's yeah. the trajectory of someone <laughs> coloring, but, still, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. well, to put myself out there, right? Or yeah. or and we've talked about this before to make a mistake. That's like right, just yeah. to to yeah. to just go well. I was I was just trying something and it it, it didn't go the way I had planned. But you know, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because when you're talking, it has reminded me about Ian Joseph in his conversation about the sort of sense of hierarchy that he has about artists sort of being at the top and that he sees himself below, like that there's sort of like, a, like mm-hmm. you say, like within society, but yeah. that he has also pedestaled artists to a certain extent to the yeah. point where he doesn't even see it reflected in himself at yeah. all. Yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting moment too of just like, when we see, again, you say it, t- it takes all kinds. I mean, we are, mm-hmm. we need to be a broad spectrum of thinkers and doers mm-hmm. uh, to be able to create a cohesive community. Um, and so that feeling of one being above another, we start to sort of imply that there's a, a hierarchical structure within that. And for someone like Ian, to, you know, he, he puts the artist at the top which is, which I think is, is interesting. And I think, yeah. I think for us as artists, we think we're pretty well at the bottom. Uh, I love that. Cause I, I remember that part of that conversation. And I remember thinking to myself that, you know, it's so easy. I, I think it's important for us to have this kind of postmortem and to do this a little bit of navel gazing mm-hmm. and ask, cause it's a luxury of us to be able to say, yes. oh, what is creativity? Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think ultimately it's like, well, why are we asking this Mm. question, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think Mm -hmm. that is a very good and valid reason, which Mm -hmm. is what Ian was saying. There's a hierarchy or perceived hierarchy. Artists are at the top and I consider myself to be below. I don't think he's alone in that when it comes to, at least when you're thinking about creativity. And I think um, it's important to to maybe break that down a little bit and and to kind of... I, I don't I don't think there's any real benefit in having 
a hierarchy of creativity. Mm. I, I think everyone sort of having agency to say, my creativity is, is this. Yeah. And it's, you know, like I don't, I don't necessarily watch, you know, a football match or soccer match mm -hmm. and say, oh man, I wish I could be as good as, you know, these players out here. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm perfectly happy and accept, accept my level. This is a terrible analogy because oh, I'm a it. terrible soccer player, Just go right. you know, but I feel pretty good <laughs> about, you know, how much I can do. Yeah. And I think, um, creativity should sort of be similar in that, you know, putting people on a pedestal because they're able to do what society considers to be creative mm. and if that if that has a negative effect on what you view mm -hmm. your own creativity as being I, I think that is a good reason to kind of break it down mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to tear it down mm -hmm. and to say all right let's and sort of the purpose of this podcast too yep. which is to yep. say hey listen creativity exists outside of you know the big money-making mervish productions like yes. there is there is other creativity in everyone's life. Let's go find it yeah. and let's ask people who are doing it actively and, and see if we can sort of nurture that and get and get people to, to realize it in themselves. It's like, um, again, coming back to Stan, it's shoveling the snow, mm, you know, yeah, that there's yeah. there can be creativity in how you shovel your driveway of this, right. you know, that this can be, yes, an arduous task and it can get you down and, and who, who the heck wants to go out right. <laughs> after yeah, a storm and right. shovel their wet snow. But that at the end of the day, it's how you see yourself inside the work that you do. And that there is sort of, you know, this, the perception of that kind of exclusivity. And I think that's what has surprised me about this podcast too, is how human creativity really is and that we we tend to again we're sort of like examples of creativity tends to fall into artistic references and languages um you know but at the same time you know creativity is found in putting together a museum exhibit you know putting together like tim johnson was talking about like how you bring stories alive how do you make those connections and how do you create human connection human to human connection and how mm. we perceive and i think what what has opened my eyes with this podcast is each individual guest that we have had on there have been definite similarities, but when asked how they define it, it's mm -hmm. deeply personal. Yeah, yeah. It's really about how they connect the idea to their, their self and then how it's manifested in their work. You know, we dig into that with each podcast, but yeah. that perception and how it relates to you personally is so fascinating to me. And yeah. I think that's what I've really have, you know, the, the aim of this, the goal of this, mm -hmm. if I double back a second on one of those questions is it's that gap. Yeah. It's the, I'm not creative. And yet if I ask you about your work, you say, oh, there's tons of creativity in it. Yeah. But yet you say you're not creative. That is yeah. like the, the Darien gap. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no, it's, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. And it's, it's sort of, to me, hearing them say things like that, I then kind of say, well, it, is it important for us to then put a label on it? Because mm. this is still something that people are doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, I mean, they're able to eventually see either through you asking mm -hmm. them pointed questions or just, you know, reflecting themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I guess that, that is creative. You know, 
and I don't know if there's an answer to this that mm-hmm. we're going to have right now, but like, what what is the point of navel gazing? And what is the point of, of actually saying, oh, this is creative and I am a creative person? Like, is there a point in actually kind of uh, being able to label that? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't actually know, but I do want to just quickly say, because yep. you mentioned that everyone had a different creative, mm. uh, a, a personal idea of creativity. Mm. And uh, I just want to circle back because I think it is... I think it was super interesting. I made a couple notes mm. on our different guests of what they, because you asked everyone, what do you consider to be creativity? Mm. Uh, Daytuan said, uh, Daytuan Antonetti uh, from our Seizing the Moment podcast said, creativity is all about mindset. Yeah. And I thought that that was yeah. uh, very mm. pointed. Mm. Uh, Angus Topshi, um, your cousin and mm-hmm. vice admiral, the Royal mm-hmm. Canadian Navy, <laughs> says he's not creativity, but the ability to discover newness. Yes. Like connecting ideas connecting together. Ideas. And that yeah, was yeah, yeah. something that also, I believe, was it Mary or Tim Johnson? Yeah. Tim Johnson from yeah. our Indigenous Perspective podcast said, creativity is like connecting two previously unrelated ideas yes. or concepts. Yeah. Um, Dr. Jeff McLeod from our mm-hmm. Magic and Politics uh, podcast said, uh, being able to imagine something and then make it happen, multiple solutions to a single problem. So this idea of like coming back to... Uh, a problem and, and mm-hmm. finding a solution for it. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, this goes back to my answer of what I think creativity is, is like, it comes from finding solutions mm-hmm. and, and finding different solutions mm-hmm. and like, this doesn't work. So maybe I do this one instead. And that to me seemed to be sort of a, a common thread between a lot of our guests yep. and maybe is, is a bit of a window into everyday creativity yes. as opposed to more of a product driven creative um, endeavor that yeah. you might find in the in the arts realm. Yeah, and I think I think that is why again we can sort of you know have this sort of moment of reflection and yes, navel gazing and going. Well, why do we think we're the ones to ask these questions? And I guess the the thing that I find so interesting is being asked to teach workshops in this by universities and major companies. Like that's one of the things that I find really interesting is the research that is coming out, the articles that are in science magazines, in all of the brain science research, everyone, I mean, bless the research in AI, but (laughs) you know, there is something about creativity that is distinctly human and they want to know what that is. These researchers want to understand how creativity and imagination, what is that relationship to how we exist on this planet? And I think we're just two people who happen to be interested in it and hopefully sort of sparking interest in others. But my, I think my hope is that we're looking at the, how we actually relate to this word because it has been codified. It's trying to be quantified. It's people, you know, it's the biggest catchphrase you can use, creativity, imagination, innovation. I mean, there's so many centers around the world mm-hmm. that in fact, and Tim Johnson talked this to this um, as well, is it's the language, the words themselves are getting watered down. Right. You know, everybody's using the words creativity, imagination, innovation. Right. Every company is looking for these skills. Google has a playground set up so that their new staff can learn what it means to play. Right. So, and, and play is again, how we have invented things. It's only through that experimentation. It's only through that, did those different levels of 
of thinking in that deep thinking space where we're not in a certain place at a certain time. We're deep inside a, a, a concept that we're trying to understand. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's where if there's an opportunity to just knock on the door of what is this thing that everybody's going on about that we all think isn't happening in our education. We all point fingers as to who's the blame, like you said. But I mean, we're just, we're talking to everyday people who have this idea that they aren't the very thing that they are. Mm. That is, that is just uh, kind of shocking and surprising and very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this whole thing is is very interesting. I mean, you and I are clearly very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of creativity. Thank you is, for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast. And uh, but you know, so I, I'm wondering if maybe yeah. we should move forward yes. here with this and, and talk about. So this was a great first season. I um, yeah. some really wonderful guests, some really great questions asked, mm -hmm. great answers. What do we want to do with our next season? If we do another season, how do we want to tackle? Uh, finding creativity moving forward. What does that look like? What do we want to open up? Well, I think it's the uh, finding the extraordinary in the perceived ordinary. And I think I'm really interested in finding more of those people that would raise their hand in a flash to say, I am not creative. And yet finding and uncovering with mm. them what is actually creative about their lives or what they define as a part of their lives that might fall under the idea of creativity. Um, and I'm, I want to find more of those people that we, you know, oftentimes maybe overlook in terms of what is actually happening and the amount of work that goes into something that may seem simple mm -hmm. to, someone who doesn't engage in that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, there's, there's many levels of, you know, I'd love to maybe get an engineer and an architect in mm -hmm. and a construction worker in, I'd love to have yeah. what those, what that relationship is between those three streams that they may never be in a room together. Mm -hmm. They're just getting their, you know, orders for the day. They're getting their contracts. They're getting sorted out, but there's whole huge, there's a huge process that goes into designing something, building the plan to build that something, and then the actual building of it. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, maybe some more exploration in that kind of comparative world yeah. of what goes into actually making something happen, like building a building, Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. I think that's, that's really excellent. And, you know, we've only scratched the surface, yes. you know, talking about, oh, I mean, yes. we could, because I think we've really discovered that every person that comes on the podcast has a different perspective mm -hmm. of creativity. There are mm -hmm. some similarities, obviously, but there are lots of different ideas about what the what the creative process is, what creativity means to them and where they find it. Mm -hmm. We could just continue on the way that we were talking to people and different people from different walks of life yep. about creativity. I love the idea of then expanding it and having... Uh, trying to find a way or, or discovering and talking about and unpacking the way creativity works 
in a community or yes. works within yep. um, a known relationship like an engineer, an architect, and someone who's on site, a contractor. Mm-hmm. Um, the last episode that we that we posted of this season was actually a sort of along those lines where we were talking to Todd Hiscock, Mary Blatherwork, and Janet Kunke, um about the creative conference that's happening in yeah. Cape Breton that has happened at yep. this point in yep. Cape Breton. Um, really interesting, and I love the fact that there were multiple voices feeding off of each other. Yeah. And uh, I agree, moving forward, we mm-hmm. should do more of that, kind yeah. of working within, uh, finding creativity within relationships. The other thing um, is I would love to find ways to reach our audience more for their ideas. So, again, anyone listening to this podcast <laughs> would be great to hear back from people. And, you know, we've found out that this podcast is being used in university courses already, that there are uh, different workshops and think tanks that are accessing this, especially the one about politics was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so knowing that's, that this podcast is showing up in a couple of different places in a couple of different ways as a resource, I would love to get again more, I would love to connect more with our audience base and find out, you know, what is happening in their world and how they define and think about those things. And then just on a production level, I'd love to do a live episode. I'd love to find our way to actually sort of getting a panel together Mm -hmm. and what that might be and actually setting up in a, with a, an actual live event would be very cool. Let's yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Oh, man. This is so great, Ian. Um, what about you? Last question. Mm. What What are your hopes for this podcast for the future? Well, I mean, some of it I think I, I just sort of mentioned it'd be yeah. great to have multiple guests on it. I would just love it to reach more people. I just find this conversation to be... Uh, I mean, it is reaching yeah. people and it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Like, as you mentioned, it's, it's, uh, part of course load in certain, mm-hmm. you know, certain classes and, and universities. And, and we get, uh, we've been getting some really amazing feedback from people on the podcast. That's great. Mm. People are excited. People love talking about creativity. Mm. I guess I'm sort of, um, it's new. The excitement is new for me mm. to talk about creativity because right. it's something that I live, but I don't necessarily like you and I don't talk yeah. about creativity until so we started this podcast. Yep. So I'm just excited about getting different guests on and uh, and sort of keeping the ball rolling mm. and and, uh, and discovering something new about the process. And it has definitely helped me as a creative person think yeah. about where my creativity comes from yeah. and maybe that it's not just limited to when I pick up an instrument and play. Mm. And it's got many more deep entrenched tentacles into all aspects of my life. I think that's a really wonderful thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, I don't want to say more of the same, <laughs> but the same was pretty good. So more of the same, but then uh, maintain a status and then we'll sort go. of see, see where we can grow from there. That's it. Well, this is great. Um, I let's wrap it up here. My friend, this has been a really exciting journey to be on and I'm really looking forward to season two. Yeah. Thanks, Alexis. So, that is a wrap on Season 1 of the Finding Creativity podcast. This podcast would not be possible without the financial support of Dale Ritchie at McKenzie College and Mary Blatherwick at the Atlantic Centre for Creativity. We would love to know your thoughts on the podcast and where you are finding creativity in your life. Please email us at atlantic.creativity at gmail.com. A big thank you to my co-producer and composer of the theme music, Ian Sherwood, and to all of you for listening. This is Alexis Milligan, signing off from Bunamakwadi, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and I hope you will join us for Season 2 as we do another deep dive into finding creativity. Creativity.